Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net where we bring you investment strategies you are not Hearing elsewhere, that's especially true today, May 27, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright, and we have the distinct pleasure and privilege of talking again with Dick Fister, founder and CEO of AlphaCore Capital. He talks to us from their headquarters in San Diego, California. Dick, welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you for having me again, Charlie. I appreciate it. So, Dick, uh, AlphaCore Capital, you guys are advisors to advisors in alternative investments only. You're completely focused on alternative investments. Tell us, what was the impetus for you to start AlphaCore? Well, it's, it goes back to my history in the space at, Alpha, uh, at AlphaCore. And I've been in the business of alternative investments for about, well, now 23 years. I guess it's showing my age. Uh, but I started um, doing analysis and due diligence on alternatives uh, years and years ago, back when I was on the floor of the exchange in Chicago, and then uh, was fortunate enough to be a partner in a firm called Altegris Investments, where we would provide access to various managers uh, by either consolidating uh, in a fund format to lower a minimum, uh, and then eventually we created um, alternative mutual fund managers that we offered out in a platform on a platform basis. What we what I realized over the course of the last oh, almost decade or so, what it, it was one thing to provide access and quality managers on a platform. The the next thing to do was to provide pure advice on which managers needed to be put together as a blend, and then what weightings you would give to each strategy dependent upon the client's needs. And so Alphacore was started to fill that need. There's been a large influx of capital and new new fund launches in the liquid alternative investment space over the course of the last six to ten years, and, and so much so there's over 400 liquid alternative managers today, which at the end of the day is very good for the investor because it, it, it increased competition, lowers fees, provides better access, higher quality managers. But it does also provide a challenge for advisors and, and that there are so many now to choose from. To try and choose the best ones really takes a dedicated firm and resource staff as well as the expertise to know what to look for. And that was what AlphaCore was created to to solve that problem, help, help advisors in their alternatives allocation by working in a sub-advisory capacity with advisors. So tell us, even for advisors, uh, there, there has been a reluctance to get into alternatives, um, but uh, many now realize uh, the importance of doing that. Why are you such a believer in alternatives? You know, it has a lot to do with a little bit of my personal experience and then where the market stands today. So my personal experience is uh, I went through liquidity then when we sold my prior firm, and what I realized was a lot of advisors that I went to talk to to manage uh, my own personal wealth were still espousing what I felt was an antiquated, outdated approach to asset allocation uh, in that they would provide um, an asset allocation model that was primarily the uh, a 60-40 blend, 60% stocks and 40% bonds. 
But having had lived through um, a the 98 crisis, the tech wreck of the early 2000s, the credit crisis of 07 and 08, uh, I realized that equities obviously are, are, can be very volatile and have had um, some very disruptive periods of time. And over the course of the last now six or seven years, you've had this tremendous rally in equities. So to put a client's assets, 60% of them or more, into stocks right now, uh, it doesn't seem to be a prudent way to, to go about asset allocation. The, the other side of that equation was the 40% in bonds or fixed income, which, as we all know, is a big um, a big issue to deal with right now because yields are so low. So bonds or fixed income today, they either serve as a dilution effect or in that you're not earning any yield. And worse could be that if the rates do rise, you then have a, 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 a skew risk-reward scenario in your bond portfolio. Uh, so that old 60-40 mentality, uh, I think, is – it's got to be evolved and evolved to a different format. To me, because of my experience in the world of alternatives, they can serve as a solution set to complement that 60-40 world in that you can put absolute return or hedged strategies to provide that ballast in a portfolio and provide non-correlated returns if and when we have that pullback in equities or if and when we see a rate rise uh, over the course of the next five to ten years. So I think it's a it's a it's imperative for advisors to look at this space and look at it intelligently, and then start to integrate it in their client portfolios. You know, Dick, as I have mentioned several times, uh, Jack Bogle uh, a few months ago came out with the statement. And remember, Jack Bogle, who started Vanguard, is uh, a definite fan of long only index, low cost funds, and he came out with a statement that over the next ten years he sees zero to marginal returns. In the stock market. And so bonds being such low yield, where do you go for opportunity? And so no question about it, with alternatives, at least you have the opportunity to generate returns. And they have strong track records. They have long track records. Some of them have strong, strong track records. And uh, I heard somebody say the other day, you know, in 1982, when the current bull, bull run started, interest rates were high and valuations were low. And so both bonds and stocks have performed well. Well, today, interest rates are low and valuations are high. And so uh, neither one looks all that inviting. So alternatives certainly should be a consideration. So tell us, uh, you provide packages containing several funds that work in a complementary way. What have you learned from this exercise and, and providing this service? I think there's uh, there's been advisors and individuals who have maybe had mixed results or reservations about allocating to alternatives. And some of that is their own doing in some cases, in that they allocate or they have allocated to maybe one manager or one style of alternatives and may or may not have had a good or a poor experience. And because various alternative strategies do well in different environments, we believe you need to put a diversified blend of these strategies together to get a more uh, more diversified approach and a, a lower volatility approach to that asset allocation that we talked about before. So that's what we found is that when you go into the world and you say, well, maybe I just want a call it long short equity manager or just a managed futures manager, you may or may not be timing that correctly because each one of these strategies 
will have their own bull and bear market scenario. Um, some of these strategies do well in a crisis event. Some of them do well in a more normal market environment. And blending those together so that they speak to one another is really important. It helps diversify and create a more sleep-at-night alternatives portfolio. So what you guys do is you look at the various uh, categories of alternative investments and you blend them together with, uh, you know, in packages of, I don't know, four to eight, I presume, uh, that uh, can work together. And that way, when long short uh, has a real struggle, maybe it's a choppy market, when uh, managed futures has a struggle because uh, the commodities market is, is markets are struggling, uh, event-driven struggles because uh, they're very few event-driven uh, uh, opportunities at that present time, then others can help uh, overcome that uh, because they're not going through the same kind of struggle. So the whole idea of diversification is what you're looking at. That, that's correct. I think there's there we bucket strategies in the else world into two large categories. One we would call convergence strategies, and the other would be divergence strategies. Convergent strategies are the ones you just mentioned, Charlie, which is event-driven, relative value, long-short equity. Uh, those are those are strategies that tend to do well when when value, valuations really matter, when when there's a way to look at a, a company's balance sheet and actually find uh, disparity in it and find out which stocks you should go long, which stocks you should go short, uh, where where things actually um, are, are portrayed out in the price of a, of a stock or a bond. Those convergent strategies can do well. The divergent strategies are when everything is kind of thrown out the window, when fundamentals don't mean anything anymore, and where the macro event actually takes over. And those typically are strategies like managed futures or global macro. Uh, And we actually even saw that in this year, in 2016, in January and February, where the fundamentals were thrown out. People were were fearful that the Fed was going to raise rates uh, in a really precipitous way. Uh, so stocks all went down together, and so did commodities, and we saw kind of this risk-off trade where where the convergence strategies wouldn't – they're very hard to, to hold up uh, during that type of a scenario. But the divergence strategies had an incredible run of performance, uh, so they did well in January and February. The blend of those two together was really a powerful alternatives package, um, even through the most recent pull- pullback in equities. Uh, excellent point here. So uh, we need to stop and take a quick break here, Dick. Um, and when we come back, uh, let's talk about how does one evaluate and analyze different alternative investment managers to determine how do you guys evaluate and analyze them to determine which ones you're going to recommend. Again, we're talking with Dick Fisser, founder and CEO of AlphaCore Capital out of San Diego, California. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio and octalkradio.net. And we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. 
So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. All right, back to Charlie and his interview. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Dick Fister, founder and CEO of Alpha, Do- Alpha Core Capital out of San Diego. So, Dick, uh, let's say someone is uh, convinced that alternatives are a good idea. Uh, and so l- let's say they're looking at managed futures or they're looking at long short and uh, they need to pick a p- select a particular manager. So uh, they look and most of those that are available today, especially in mutual funds, uh, have a very short track record. So besides looking at a short track record, performance record, uh, how can uh, how do you guys evaluate and analyze particular managers to determine which ones you're going to recommend? Well, I think this is the this is the core question to ask us, Charlie, because this is what we do for advisors in the alternative mutual fund world. We like to say this around here: this is not a fill in the style box approach. Uh, whereas traditional long-only mutual funds, you can go through, create a, a ranking of, of peers, maybe large-cap value, small-cap, mid-cap, do a star rating rating on uh, Morningstar, and, and you can pretty much, you're going to pick some of the top players um, that have very closely related performance. They don't have a large dis- dispersion between the best and the worst manager in any given year. If you go into the alternatives world, the dispersion is much greater. So the, between the best and the worst long-short equity manager, you might have a 10% spread in any given year or maybe more. So you really can't just do a quantitative screen on this world. That's This is where the qualitative due diligence comes in, and it takes time and it takes manpower to do that and experience to understand what you're looking for. So we do is we start with uh, a filtering process. We create our own peer groups in the mutual fund space and whether that is the strategy we're talking about before which was about nine different alternative categories that we look at um, anywhere from long short event driven managed futures global macro relative value we create our own peer group that we've that we've built up over the course of many years on who would fit in those individual categories then it's then it's looking at not only the quantitative performance screens it's the qualitative, which which is a whole host of questions and answers that we go through, which has to do with the pedigree of the, the portfolio managers, the history, where they came from, the AUM of the firm. Uh, does this firm uh, you know, really stay strict to their style, or do they have style drift over time? Uh, those things are something that you can't learn overnight. Uh, they are It's experience-driven. Um, and that allows us to bring that filtering mechanism down to a result of kind of a, a bench and then our approved list of managers. Okay, and that must be a real challenge because you you, you are really uh, looking under the hood here and looking at these things that somebody has to have experience looking at. Uh, and most of us, if we contacted uh, those people, we wouldn't know uh, an investment firm, but we wouldn't know what to ask them. 
So uh, you have experienced people, and they ask those questions, and you probe, and then you select the ones that you like. Is, is that the case? That is correct. Uh, I think you know. I think a lot of people, you know, who, you know, we're all human, right? So you want to look at the most recent performance data, and that will sometimes compel an investment for a lot of people. In this space, that really is secondary. You need to look at the processes they have in place. Are they? Are there? Is their trading strategy repeatable? Uh, was this a lucky trade or a lucky couple of trades? How many at bats did these managers have? And over the years, you know, this this has become, you know, as you gain experience in this space, the process becomes easier. Uh, but it is still it is still something that takes. Uh, a lot of time and expertise to really get to that kind of recommended list of of managers and funds. Okay, so Dick, a question we like to ask all of our guests here. What keeps you awake at night? Yeah, well, I have have three young children, so they keep me awake first, Charlie. So uh, uh, besides them, uh, you know, I think think there's a, you know, when I look at the world as it stands today, there are a lot of, there are a lot of potential shocks that exist in the market. I think we've We've kind of extended, as we all know, um, the credit facilities across the globe by printing. Various central banks across the globe have done that, and they're continuing to do that. Um, there's obviously some turmoil in the political arena that's going on with our elections coming up. Uh, you've got this idea that there's a Brexit, that you know that Britain might be leaving the euro. You've also got a lot of issues in China. Uh, there are certain things on the horizon that could be very disruptive to the markets. Uh, and that's kind of what you're, you know, when you think about adding these non-correlated strategies, they're really there to help be the ballast and be the conservative part of the portfolio to hedge that exposure away. So those are the kind of things that I think about that, you know, most individuals are kind of, they're not necessarily, I wouldn't say 100% blind to it. They know that it's coming up or they understand that there's something just not quite right of what, what's gone on over the last six, seven years. But they don't know quite what to do about it. And so they kind of say, well, you know what, I'm just going to forget about that for the time being and, and just keep my equities and keep my bonds. Uh, I just think we're in for a, a, what, what could be a big shock in the course of the next two to three years. Um, and I think investors need to get their portfolios ready for that. You know, Dick, though, those are excellent points. Uh, We've been asking that question for just over a year and a half of our 150 or so interviewees here. And, you know, until just recently, people did not bring up political risk. Okay, and what's going on? They would sometimes bring up um, the, the national debt. Okay, but that was the only thing on the political side that they would really bring up. Now, repeatedly, this is the second time today we have heard those very same concerns. And uh, repeatedly, these are concerns that people have. The world is awash with debt, including the United States. The central banks have run out of bullets. And um, anything on the downside, they don't have any anything, any way to help because they've already already done everything that they can do, really, and they're already awash with such debt, they really can't do significantly more. So That's we right. can appreciate those those kind of challenges here and concerns. Uh, number two, a second question we like to ask our guests is, what book on investing would you recommend to our listeners? Uh, that's a great question. I, I, I read 
quite a few books. I usually have one or one to three books I'm reading at a time. But in the investment world, I would say that one is imperative that you can kind of read over and over again. It's by Howard Marks, and it's called The Most Important Thing. Uh, and it is just a, an incredible book that you can read. Um, it's not too analytical. It's very. It's basically a compilation of Howard Marks' quarterly letters that he put out over the course of the last 25 years. Uh, he's a very successful money manager, but has a lot of great kind of platitudes and kind of uh, uh, investing truths that I think a lot of investors would really get a lot out of if they read that book. Um, there's a couple of other ones that I would say that are uh, not necessarily investing related, but more life related, that, which includes uh, investing. There's one called The Obstacle is the Way, and that is a great book to read uh, over and over as well. And then I always have to say this, Charlie, but you have to read, you have to have Atlas Shrugged uh, on the shelf with you wherever you go and bring it with you on, uh, on vacation. <laughs> hey, you don't have to convince me of that. And I've even uh, convinced my, my, my college, uh, my kids when they were in college to read that here. So, and uh, the Howard Marks book uh, of Oak Tree Capital, we have, uh, we've had that recommended before. Uh, in, in fact, just recently. So obviously it's a great read and I need to uh, get it and get on that. So give us your website and contact information for our listeners who want to know more here, Dick. Great. A uh, website is alphacorecap.com. In uh, our phone number is 858-875-4100. Uh, and if you want to reach us via email, just send an email to info at alphacorecap.com. Okay, great. So, Dick, uh, give us your final words for our listeners here. Uh, I would say this, Charlie. There's this is the, the the markets are giving people a chance to diversify right now. Uh, obviously, we've had some a sell off, then a then a, then a run up, and then a little bit of a sell off recently. So we're kind of flattish, just positive on the year for equities. This is the time to be implementing alternatives into your clients' portfolios and your individual uh, portfolios as well. Do this before there's another pullback. Don't wait to implement uh, after a pullback, right? You, you want to buy the, the fire insurance before the fire. So I would say this is the time to act. It's not. Um, this is not a wait-and-see approach. Uh, this nobody quite knows when this next uh, event or crisis will happen, and we believe this is a this is a, these are strategies that should be in a portfolio in a bull or a bear market. So uh, I would say that this is the time to act now, Charlie. Dick, you don't have to convince us about that. Uh, the whole the whole purpose of this show is to get the word out on alternative investments. And certainly AlphaCore is well-positioned and centered as kind of a hub of the wheel to identify those uh, alternative investments that uh, the typical advisor and investor should be considering. So, Dick, thank you very much for joining us today and appreciate your insights. Thank you very much. So again, we've been talking with Dick Fister, founder and CEO of AlphaCore Capital out of San Diego. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you're not hearing elsewhere. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. 